Welcome back to another episode of the Oat Podcast. I'm your host, Abby. And today you just get myself and little Murphy girl. Um, I just want to call out Murphy for here for a second. If you're watching on YouTube or I think Spotify, actually, someone told me that um, Spotify also plays the video. So, hey, Spotify listeners, <laughs> um, I am lame and I have Apple music um so don't hate me for that (laughs) um but murphy girl got a haircut it's her summer hair um she was a hot lady and um so it's honestly helped me because i don't have to keep my ac literally super low and by low i mean at like 72 um now i can keep it around 74 and she won't be panting um also no judgments i am a cold girly and i live alone so you know at night i have no one to cuddle me because murphy ditches me to go on the floor like fuck off murphy (laughs) what the hell um but yeah so i don't know if i actually said this yet or not but it is just gonna be me um i do want to talk about the taylor swift eras tour Um, I went not this last weekend, but the weekend prior. So it's been like a week and a half now at this point. Um, and I was like, shoot, I need to record something ASAP. I've just been so effing busy because it was like a whole weekend, um, for, you know, listeners that have been with me, you know, since I became the Oat podcast, um, it was also Sage's 30th birthday. So it was a whole long weekend um, of a lot of fun. And on top of it, I got to see Taylor. Um, So yeah, so I just wanted to come here and talk about it. But also, it's not going to, I don't think I'll talk about it the whole time. I do, you know, have some things going on in my head that I would love to just share with you guys a couple updates, you know, just some thoughts. So uh, yeah, Uh, if you want to stick around for that as well. Uh, thanks. Cause I know Taylor Swift isn't like everyone's favorite topic, but I don't know. I'll share some like behind the scenes thoughts with you guys. So hopefully it'll be entertaining. And you know, if you hate it, uh, just fast forward to <laughs> the time of the podcast where I'm just talking about my fucked up mind. Um, but I would just say up top before I do like any deep diving, um, honestly, Like, even if you're just, like, kind of a Taylor fan, I 10 out of 10 recommend going and seeing the concert. Like, and I know this is not a hot take. Everyone's like, yeah, we have fucking heard. Like, it's everywhere. Everyone has said this. (laughs) But, like, obvi, I just have to reiterate this because she's my girl. Um, Before I actually get into that, though, I'm wearing her merch. Um, Please don't look too closely. I thought I had washed it this last round um, in the washer Um, and I actually didn't. I literally just pulled this out of my hamper. So um, dirty girl over here uh, just showered and then put on a dirty sweatshirt from after the concert, which like I didn't buy this as her merch. Like I bought this just on her um, website because you can get I think almost all the merch, but like maybe like one or two things. 
on her website. So I was like, why would I stand in that line when I can just buy this? So I bought this like probably like when the, the tour first started. But I was like, hey, I have to represent my girl. Um, and so it's been in my hamper for about a week. And I probably wore it every single night for three nights um, in Detroit because they kept the house at 65. And as I was just saying, I am a cold girly. So please don't look too closely. <laughs> People like zooming in. I'm like, fucking A. That's uh, also really wrinkly. Uh, but anyways, for those of you that are not watching, I apologize. Um, anyways, though, so definitely 10 out of 10 recommend going. Like, I would say, like, first of all, like the theatrics of the of the whole like concert. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. She's been doing it for years. But, like, on top of it, like, the vibes. The vibes are so amazing. You go. Everyone's so positive. Just happy to be there. We're happy to see our girl Taylor. It was, like, literally just, like, a surreal moment. And I don't know. I, like, had, like, a couple people, like, reach out to me and ask. They're, like, oh, my God. Like, do you think you'll cry? Like, what do you – how do you think you'll react? And I like looked through the set list, which now I realized was actually the wrong set list. So that was a big oops. But um, I um was like, oh, there's probably like four times where I'll, I'll cry. And it's just because like there were like four songs. And I was like, OK, like these bring up like really like big emotions for me. And then like there's the two surprise songs that like could potentially, you know, cause some some crying. And then just like the intro and then the end. I was like, all bets are off for all of these things. So, like, potentially, like, seven times, eight times, if I can do math right. Um, And so, like, when she first came out, like, obviously, like, I knew, like, how it would happen because I've been on TikTok. Classic. But, like, it was still, like, seeing it from my own eyes, like, I don't know. I just found myself, like, really being internalized that whole day. Like, I just was, like, almost, like, um, I don't want to, I don't know. I was, like, going to compare it to, like, the first day of school vibes, like, where you have kind of, have like, that nervous energy. But, like, I always associated that with, like, bad vibes because I never wanted to go. But, like, think of, like, first day of school energy but, like, in a positive way. Like, if you liked school maybe. Um, it was very, like, I was keeping busy, like, that whole day just trying to like focus without like going too nutty in my brain and like it was almost like it wasn't real until it actually happened and I was there um and so like when I was walking in I see all these people people are trading their friendship bracelets I'm looking at all the outfits like literally just like taking it all in because like this this was my first Taylor Swift concert which like some of you are probably like what um but yeah like I I I can't believe it was my first one either but like at the same time like I just was like taking it all in and like seeing you know because like it's it's like a whole extravagant thing like I'm sure I'm probably mansplaining this at this point because everyone knows but like we all dress up you know as our era so like I was reputation era um check out my Instagram like my personal Instagram if you want to see my outfit but like it was like reputation with like a little bit of like country ish um like it had like like my my like bodysuit had like my black bodysuit like fringe at the top 
But then I had like sequin shorts, of course. Like, and I'm not even like a girl, literally sequency girly, but I had to. And I did wear sneakers, which kind of like reminded me of like the sneakers that she wears when she like wears that like hat with like the shirt that has the letters and like spacing or blanking on like the actual song that she sings during that. Um, I think it's, I was going to say it's 1989, but I don't think it is. Um, I think she sings like, we are never getting back together during that like outfit. Um, and then I guess like the, maybe the shorts, I don't know. Um, again, everyone knows I have a terrible memory. So like I did document a lot of it just so I could remember, but not like where I was like documenting too much and not in the moment. Cause I really wanted to like be present. Um, but yeah, so I was like taking in everyone's outfits. I had glitter all over my body. Um, yeah, I don't know. And so like walking into the stadium, trying to find our seats, like I just was like, quiet and focused and trying to find my seat and taking it all in like in disbelief almost that I was like about to see her and then you know when so if you haven't seen the TikToks the way that she comes out is there's like this clock and it counts down to midnight and everyone shouts and it's like then it's like three two one and then it's still anticipation because it's like you would think that she would pop out right then, but she doesn't. And then there's like these big ass things that like kind of float. They almost look like a feather kind of. And then they all come together. And then when they open up, like she comes up. And I had full ass body chills for probably like 15 minutes once she was on stage. So it wasn't just like the first song. It was like the first several songs. And then I kept getting them like throughout the evening. And I just like couldn't remember like the last time I was like that happy. Like I feel like I could actually cry right now (laughs) thinking about that. But like it's just like so beautiful because it's like if you think about it, like 70,000 people are in that stadium. She's going to do that three nights in a row just in Detroit. And like think about how many stops are on her tour. Um, and we're like literally 70,000 people know her whole set list for the most part, I would say. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions. But it's 70,000 of us singing our little hearts out. And I know there's like – um people have like opinions on like singing at a concert to like leave it to the artist so you can actually hear but like that's not the vibe at Taylor Swift it's like we thoroughly are there to sing with her because she's our girl but I do have to say like I would like take breaks and just listen to her and she sounds so good like I know she's not the like best singer in the world like she's the best like lyricist I would say in the world in my opinion but honestly like if it weren't for her like changing things up and like emphasizing certain words or like changing the way she says a word during certain songs because like her fans love that like we freak out over that like you would almost think that it was like lip syncing which like I'm, I'm I would never ever accuse her of that but she's genuinely in my opinion like that good of a singer and like 
so for for us like with night one she like had a cold she was like i'm getting over a cold and she like had to blow her nose and everyone was like oh my god how cute <laughs> literally i think she could do anything and all of us would be like oh my god she's precious <laughs> like sweetest um i think everyone has a crush on her you know like vigilante shit like if you haven't seen the tiktoks of that like she's like you know being all sexy and is like you know dancing on a chair um like it's hot like she's like she's sexy and i think it's great because for the longest time like everyone just kind of thought she was like this young little girl like innocent sweet and she like was not able to mess up or do anything wrong and it's like she's 33 like get into your sexuality like fuck yeah like we're it's okay to be a sexual human you know like it's about damn time um and i know like she got a lot of controversy for like the matt healy like i it's probably what i would call a situationship like i wouldn't say they were actually dating just like dating casually um but yeah like i'm sure she probably was just having great sex with him and it's like yeah he's problematic but like you go girl like get that good dick you know what i mean it's like you just got your heart broken like everyone has like a hoe face not everyone but like a lot of people get a hoe face like when they're they get their heart broken after like a really long relationship so yeah like i love this era that she's in um i mean i've heard like I've watched like this video from like Dumois, I think is how you pronounce it, which if you don't know, like Dumois is the, um, I think it's a, a person. Um, I think they have a podcast now. I don't exactly know like, how they get their information out. Like maybe it was like a magazine or Insta I don't know. A, an email chain. I'm not 100% certain, but like a, what it is is like people release like classified information about celebrities and then they like leak it before the celebrity can get in front of like the story i guess um but according to dumois taylor is in her i don't give a fuck era where she's doing what makes her happy like obviously she always thinks about her fans i do believe that but like She's just doing things for her and hoping her fans will love her. And I do think that since we've like always had her back, like, fuck yeah, we're going to have her back. So, um, yeah, that's just like a couple of thoughts on that as a whole. Um, let me here look at my notes. So I want to address, did I cry during the heiress tour? I did, to no surprise, but to my surprise, I didn't cry as much as I thought I would. Um, again, I thought there was potential between four to eight times throughout the evening where I would cry. And honestly, I think I cried. And by cry, I think I cried once and then teared up another time. So I'm counting it as two times where I actually had to wipe tears away. Like they, they were out of my eyes. Um, and maybe the third that I'm just not remembering, maybe towards the end of it, actually, now that I think about it, 
once. But I remember two times officially. Two, maybe three. And so, um, so like, one of the times that I cried, it was during one of the songs that, like, honestly, it's so weird. Like, I recently, um, when I vacuum, I put in my earbuds and play my music too loud, so I'm probably going deaf um, or I'm going to lose my hearing prematurely at a young age, but I blare it so that way when I'm vacuuming, I can sing out loud and hopefully no one in my apartment complex can hear me. Um, but a lot of times I'll just like put like Taylor Swift, like on shuffle, like my downloaded songs that I have on Apple music. Um, (laughs) so like, like this, the song cardigan came on and, um, I just, I think like when like you have like music like in your earbuds or listening in the car, you really can listen and like understand like what the music says. Like for some reason, if it's just playing on my cell phone, like I could literally be singing every word to the song, but I'm like not listening, if that makes sense. But like when I'm listening in my earbuds, I'm like genuinely hearing the music for what it's saying. And for some reason, Cardigan, like, just hit me differently for the situation that had happened, like, I would say, like, recently, but not too recent, if that, I'm not, I'm being vague, but, like, for a reason. And it just, like, reminded me of this person, and I, like, the the, the healing wound was, like, kind of healed, kind of not, but it kind of just, like, opened it up again like when I I want to clarify not when I was at the tour but very recently when I was vacuuming listening to it in my earbuds it like kind of reopened that (laughs) like that heart wound for me and so I've kind of been you know semi-recently listening to it on repeat because I like breaking my own heart for some reason And so I knew that um, when I heard that, which now I'm like, wait, did I hear Cardigan or was that something else? Y'all, now I'm so confused. I'm going to have to go back in my, in my drafts, in my, my videos. I thought it was Cardigan, but now I'm like thinking it might've been not the one, I know she played the one. I'm gonna have to text Sage if they play if she played. I'm gonna have to text Sage to make sure that they played the cardigan. But it was the cardigan, the one, and then there's one other song that like reminds me very newly of this person. And I was so upset because I so I decided to go to the bathroom during like the intermission where she's like changing and it's like a, I don't think it's quite 10 minutes, but maybe like seven. And so I ran to the bathroom, ran back and the one was playing and I, so I got to hear it and I pretty much got to see her. So I like, I'm directionally challenged. So I accidentally went down the row that wasn't my row. So I had to go back up, go around and then go down And then I was so frantic trying to watch the one and find my seat. And I'm like searching for the people that I was there with. I can't find them. And I'm like, I'm like 
looking and looking and looking and I don't have my glasses on. And then I realize I'm literally standing right in front of my road. I'm like, this is the guy that keeps having to move for all of us. <laughs> so that was probably pretty annoying to him. But um, I didn't get to like really feel the one the way I wanted to feel. Like I feel like I wanted to feel it with her and release it almost to like maybe heal that wound. Um, but I didn't get to do that during that, that song. And I'm like, so stumped at cardigan now. I'm like thinking, I'm like, am I fucked up? I, it's either the cardigan or maybe a different one, but I'm like now racking my brain. I'm like, what would it be? But I got to go back in my, my little videos. What I would do is I didn't, I never want to be that person that's like recording the whole time. And I also didn't want to hear me singing. Cause that's so cringy. So like the first, like sometimes 10 to 20 ish seconds, I would just record the beginning of the song. So that way I had it captured and like, kind of like a lot of the intros are pretty cool. And then I would just put it away and then I would sing my little heart out and dance. So that was my process. Okay. Y'all I just hit pause and I did look it up. She did play cardigan and I have proof it's on my phone. <laughs> um, so maybe I will pause and pop the video in here. Also, um, this is, I think the only video where I am actually singing in the background. And let me tell you, I am no Taylor Swift. So I think it's actually going to be funny. So I do apologize, but maybe if I can get my technology skills to work, I can pop the video in here with the audio. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a little marker pause and then um, hopefully I will remember to do that. So yeah, so <laughs> there's this thing called like the Eras Tour Amnesia where people are like, I don't even remember her playing that song where people just like remember or forget like complete parts of the tour. And it's like, I don't know, there's a lot of songs. So it's like, okay, it's like really easy to do. And I know like comics say that like for like a comedy show or like I've, maybe even any type of show that like people will remember the first like joke that you do and the last joke and a lot of the in-between, they don't remember at all. So like they always say like start with a good one and start end with a, a good one and then they'll just think it was good even like if the middle was kind of meh. Yeah and I don't know like a couple of the girls that I was with or maybe all of them I don't know at this point. <laughs> um, I think they a lot of them were crying you know different levels I would say to the cry and so I almost felt like the odd man out that I wasn't crying but I just like First of all, I'm not going to force an emotion. Like I was just blissfully happy with full body chills and taking it in like how lucky I am, like the seats that we got for the price, you know, being able to see your idol essentially live after this pandemic and that she's healthy and able to and she's like literally like two years older than me. And all of these things, like, I just felt so, so lucky. And, like, I know people can cry from happiness, which is why, obviously, the girls that I was with were crying. But I just, like, 
was in almost shock that I was there. Like I, it literally was just like, I just like stood there and I was like, oh my God, like I'm here, I'm here. And I just was taking it in and smiling. So that was like pretty much like how I feel like I reacted for probably 70% of the show. (laughs) Obviously I sang and danced the whole time. Um, But yeah, overall it was great. Let me like check my notes to see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about oh yeah so um the only thing that like I have to say about the fans is this like screaming singing like most of the time like I understand like if you want to like scream and sing like a a little bit sure but like I'm just like like first of all like are you trying to lose your voice I don't know like I love singing but it almost feels like that's like for other people, which like I never want to be performative. Like when I'm at a concert, I'm truly it's like me and the artist like no, like the whole vibe. We're all there. And I love that we're all there singing and I can hear everyone and I can feel the energy. But like I'm not watching other people. I don't give a fuck what anyone else is doing. Genuinely. It's like as long as you're not causing a problem, I don't care. I'm like just singing to the artist and like enjoying myself because it's like we can't talk like that's not the point. I'm not there to like have a heyday like with other people. I mean, I am, but like in a very singular way. Um, But yeah, like just like the screaming singing is like the person behind me kept doing that a little bit. (laughs) I was like, I loved their energy so much. Like they were the ones that like went there's like certain like taglines that um like people be like what time is it or like where are we meeting you and then she says like meet me at midnight or I don't even know or it's like the I'm trying to think it's like the three two one fuck you bitch or something like they say it like during a song I don't know those things I'm not cool apparently I guess I don't know if it's a younger thing or if it's just something that I was never privy to but I don't know this thing but they were on point they were singing them and shouting them so I loved their energy but just like the screaming singing uh the whole time uh isn't my my deal um and then the only other thing that I really oh actually I have two more points about this so um after the concert I was immediately like I have to go again and I need to be on the floor potentially in the first ish row one to five is like ideal um and so I like talked about this with someone and they were like oh you know let's if it's reasonable let's go um and so I looked and everything for resale which like I know everyone had said this but I guess I just wasn't convinced um everything's like averaging four thousand dollars even like the first like um like the 100s like we were in the 200s but even the 100s we're like averaging $4,000. And I actually hate that so much. Um, I know we talked about Ticketmaster. I don't even know if this is a ticket, Ticketmaster thing. I think this is more of a resale thing. Maybe some VIP tickets, which I know some of them were pretty costly. But um, I hate that so much for me because I was very close to saying fuck it and just spending $4,000. <laughs> At that point, the other person probably wouldn't have gone and um, I wasn't willing to pay 
for $8,000 worth of tickets for two people just to have someone there with me, I would have gone solo. Very close to it. And then I was like looking at dates and I've just like been so flipping busy. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I need to go to the Missouri concert. And then that would have been a flight in a hotel. (laughs) And let me tell you, I was thinking about this. I was thinking like, if I could convince this person to pay for like their flight and their hotel, I was going to buy the tickets if they were like quite (laughs) $4,000. Because I just felt like, which like where we were, like I could see her for sure. She was really little, little, little Taylor. And so, like, a lot of times, like, we were, like, watching, like, the screen, but also, like, I just would love to see her up close. Like, I felt like I needed to see her up close and get that experience. So, maybe at her next concert, I will do that up front so it's not quite $4,000, maybe only a (laughs) 1000 Because I would probably pay that now. Like, after seeing that, I would probably do it. It would be worth it to me. And it's like, okay. I know some people might think that's a little bit nutty, but like I don't have children. Like I'm not paying for tuition anywhere. I'm not paying for schooling. I'm not paying for sports. I'm not paying for their meals every single fucking week. I'm not paying for their future car right now. Like do I want kids in the future? Yeah. Am I saving? Yeah. But like also it's like pff, who cares? Like I YOLO. You only live once. So um but just rest be assured, I didn't buy it. <laughs> and I think I'm to the point where I'm like 89% of the way of being like, okay, I can't pay that much money and go. Still, there's some percentage, which I'm not going to do the math, but still a chance I guess but very low um and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was for Taylor Swift specifically (laughs) and then I'll move on to personal things um so there's this girl on Instagram which it's not her name but her like Instagram name which this is what people call her because that this is what the Instagram is is not skinny not fat I think she's a podcast now But she went on Chicks in the Office and she was kind of just like talking about the heirs to her and because I guess she went and they were debriefing and she was kind of giving Taylor a hard time for after the song Champagne Problems that she does on the piano. She does this little pause and her fans go wild because we wanted to show our support after we found out about her breakup because we are just subliminally relating it to her breakup um, to make her feel better. So we like scream our little hearts out and she kind of does this pause to like instigate it and let everyone scream for her. And she even sometimes pops her little earpiece out to like really listen. And then she gets all cute. She's like, Oh my gosh, guys. She's like, Oh my, like she takes it all in and it's like really, really sweet in my opinion, but not skinny, not fat was saying how that's a little bit much. Like everyone's already screaming. She's like, you really need to make everyone scream that much more. And then like the chicks in the office ladies were like, we would. Yeah. Absolutely. And she was kind of like being like, okay, humble yourselves. And I was just thinking about this. 
First of all, I think y'all know I would do the exact same thing. 100%. I do like to think I'm humble. But also, if you can just cause that much happiness in one room after a whole career, who the fuck cares? Like, take the earpiece out. Let your fans screen for me, for you. Like, it's not even just for her. Like, I, it gave me chills hearing all of us scream. And it made me so happy. Like, we were shouting for her. Like, she's performing for three and a half hours. Like, that's the least we can do is give her this moment once, like, you know, I mean, there's three nights, but like once a night, you know what I mean? And it's like she, eventually this tour will end and she will have those memories forever. Like, thank you, Taylor. We will scream for you. Not skinny, not fat. I don't like your take. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion for sure. Like me with the screaming singing. I don't love it. But I just think that after champagne problems, let us scream. And who cares if she's like, I personally think Taylor actually comes off like really humble. Um, If, if she's not, she's just a really good fucking actor. And I just don't believe that. Like she's so sweet um phoebe bridgers has talked about being on tour with her and how she like reacts she's not like a princess she isn't like demanding of people she's not crazy she's not mean she's the nicest soul and again i'm i don't know this this is just what other people have said but like just experiencing like seeing her in videos and seeing her in her documentaries i just like don't get the vibe that she's not humble like let her have that moment because like that bitch deserves it. <laughs> like truly. Um, so yeah. So I mean, obviously I could probably go on about this. Like it just made me so happy. Cause like so many people asked me this last weekend, like how it was. And I think it just shows that like everyone knows that that was like a really like important, you know, moment for me. Like that created a core memory that I'll have forever. And like, I feel like I could cry again now thinking about it, which is so funny because I really didn't cry that much during the concert. (laughs) Oh gosh. I just like, I crack myself up, but it really, it was a beautiful moment for me. And I think for 70 other thousand people and yeah, I just, um, I, again, I'm just really lucky. Um, but anyways, let me I'm definitely going to change the tone here in a bit um okay I was going to talk about something a little bit more depressing but I'm going to I'm going to leave that for the end um so where am I at here I'm at 16 minutes so I just wanted to talk about and I'm going to be like slightly vague I truly apologize I hate when I say that and I feel like I always say that on like the solo episodes, but I feel like it's so, it'd be so easy for me to like literally reveal everything, but like I will reveal a lot, but without like giving away like timelines and stuff like that, I guess. Um, But I just like wanted to say like, I, especially after this, like last weekend, like I am just like so proud of myself. Like I feel okay. So everyone I think that has been an OG has heard me tell all of these crazy stories about guys and what they've done to me and like how the relationship has been tumultuous or even if it wasn't a relationship, how they treated me and like just like really, really awful, terrible stories. 
where clearly like my picker was off. Like I was picking these guys. I was attracted to them. I would stick it out. I would like stay for too long. And I really have tried like understanding like why I was doing that. And I got to the root of it. A lot of it's daddy issues and trying to recreate old patterns because that is what I found to be, I don't want to say comforting because it's not, but it's like when you have that pattern of abuse, you try to recreate it because that's what you think is love and that's what you know. And so that's where I was picking these guys. And so I really have been like trying to heal that inner child wound because that's not attractive. Like logically, I know that's not attractive, but in practice, I couldn't translate it for the longest time. And then um, I would say, I'm going to say recently, like you guys, like the people that know me know probably like recent, but like, or like no timelines I'm saying, but I'll say like in the last like year is what I'm going to say. I was like seeing this guy we didn't, it wasn't ever official. Like he never became my boyfriend, but like we were dating, like like what I would call dating. And he was such a good guy. Like he really treated me well. And I was like really excited about him. And like, we got along great. And like, I was like attracted to that. And this was like, probably like the first guy that like actually treated me the way that like someone should treat you. Um, and I do just have to say there were like, there was like one thing for me that was like missing from the, from the puzzle, I guess, like a missing piece to the puzzle. And like my gut feeling just kept like saying like something is off here. And at first I really struggled with this because I was like, am I just like self-sabotaging because everyone in my life was like, this is your guy. Like, this is your husband really pushing me towards him. And I just was like, I don't ever want to settle. And so I've also been working on trusting myself. And so I was like, gra- like grappling with like the fact that am I self-sabotaging or do I trust myself? Do I trust that this is a valid point or not? And um, so eventually I stop seeing that person because I was like, no, I need to trust myself this time. Here's the thing. If I can find one nice guy, like clearly it's like a muscle you have to work. Like you can do it again. There's other nice guys out there. And I was really proud of myself for like being in it and wanting to see him and date him and practice those healthy like relationship tactics of like communicating and talking and letting someone treat me nice and, you know, not like pushing them away and stuff like that. Like I really felt like it was like a very healthy start to like what could have been a relationship, even though I did cut it off. And like then again, recently I like met another person and like they are treating me like even better than that person And like what was missing with that person isn't missing with this other person. And so I just was like, see, like there are good guys out there. And like it just like makes me like really, really happy that I 
am no longer like attracted to someone that like isn't willing to show me that they like me I guess is like what I want to say because like for so long like it's like what what do they say like if you're confused they don't like you or whatever it's like no it's like that's not how it should be it's like someone should like show you that you're a priority someone should want to communicate with you you know like someone should want to like do nice things for you be sweet make you feel good and it's it's just like now that I've been experiencing this like like you know recently like it just feels so nice that like I'm worth it you know like I know I've known that for a long time it was just in practice I like I couldn't get there and I don't know why I mean I do know why don't get me wrong I do but it's just like insane that I would have probably not been attracted to these people pre like in a previous life of mine you know I would have pushed them away and I'm like oh this is like I, I think it's like what they say is like boring doesn't feel good to someone who is unhealed and so I don't know so I did that's just like a quick little update for you guys like you know that I have been, been like been treated well recently and um, I also just like think it's like a really good reminder that uh don't ever settle um because it's I don't know like I was just like saying the other day it's like and this is a reminder of why I never settled because before I was like just fake it till you make it like believe in it like I'm not gonna settle but it was like this like um imaginative thing because it's like well what if that thing never comes I was convinced you know and like this is just like, you know, these people that I've been talking about today, like obviously neither of them have been my boyfriend, but like at the same time, it's still really good to recognize that in the dating phase, like someone can treat you really well and be a really good reminder of like what you deserve. And it feels really good to be like, aha this is it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do apologize for being like slightly vague, but like I, d I did just like want to like give you guys an update on that because so far all you've heard is really shitty stories about a lot of shitty guys. <laughs> um, and so I would just say like anyone listening that like feels like they're in a rut or frustrated about like holding out, like it, like and I I know you're like whoa, whoa, whoa whatever like that's your own experience but it's like I have been single I decided to cap it at five years I think it's actually been six years now but I'm capping it at five and no one will you know correct me like who cares like what are they gonna do like be like fact check like provide the receipts <laughs> so I'm just gonna forever say five years <laughs> it'll be 10 years down the road nope it's been five and it's not an embarrassing thing. It's just like, who the fuck cares? Like, I can't keep track anymore. Who's counting? Apparently me. Um, but yeah, I like really have been single for five years. Obviously, there's been a couple of people that I've like kind of dated, you know, but nothing of a serious relationship. And I would say it's been 31 years since, well, I would say 30 years since I've been treated well. So you know, obviously when you're a child, you're not dating people. So since I've been of the dating age, so for 15 years, I wasn't treated well. 
So there's hope, ladies and gentlemen. I'm assuming this probably applies to you guys too, but I have no experience being a man, so I'm not going to speak about it. (laughs) And then actually the only other thing that I wanted to say is like going back to me being really proud of myself. There were like a couple situations like this weekend that I feel like in my unhealed state, I would have reacted differently. Um, One of which like being like an old um guy that would like hit me up for like booty calls um he reached out and it's like my reaction was just I laughed like I don't hate him I I was a little like ugh like really like again like still <laughs> have you had enough <laughs> like clearly not <laughs> like I, I feel like we're like, shouldn't we just be sick of each other's shit at this point? And so, um, but like my reaction was more like lighthearted in a way. And I didn't like, no part of me was like, I want any part of this, like none zilch. And that felt really good because that lasted way too long, clearly. Um, but no animosity towards the situation, just literally like, I want no piece of this. Um, and then like, like there was another like situation that was presented to me where like in my unhealed phase, I probably would have reacted differently and I didn't. And so, yeah. So I know I just keep reiterating, reiterating, reiterating this. I'm going to stop talking about it now and move on to the other topic that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an update because I think you guys will be very proud of me. Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to kind of talk about was just some things that like have been kind of like popping up here and there for me. And it's just like ironic because it seems that this keeps happening with like family members, um, which like I don't know. I get like really it's like a definitely a jealous feeling, which like I understand like jealousy isn't always bad, but like if you have to like call the feeling, like that's what it is. Like for those like people that have like really supportive parents and family members where it's like the people that are like you can do anything or like I don't know. I want to say like Carly Pierce's parents like moved her to Tennessee to like work at Dollywood at like 16 because they just like genuinely believed in her like it's so beautiful and like actually like one of my girlfriends she will post her daughter like on her TikToks and like she just like really encourages her daughter to sing because she like want like her daughter wants to be like Taylor Swift and I think it's just so beautiful and as everyone knows, like, the support that I got um, from my parents, like just like uh, didn't exist. Um, I love my mom to death, but I wouldn't say like she really encouraged me to go after my hopes and dreams. Like I was really like obviously pushed to like go to college and be successful, but. Um, I genuinely wanted to be like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and I wasn't put in a single voice lesson to tell you anything. (laughs) Um, 
And then, you know, it's like most people that know me know that like I could talk about podcast, like podcasting in general now, but like before I started the podcast, like I could talk about podcasts in general for hours, like the amount of times that I bring like, oh, I heard this on a podcast. Oh, I want to talk about this. It could be like most of my conversations. Like I actually like have to like intentionally tell myself not to talk about it because I never want one thing to be my whole personality and um, it could definitely get get like taken out of hand. Um, I'm going to turn this light on over here. I don't know if that makes a difference, but hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I've just um, – there's been like a couple things I think like people have said to me recently that just like really made me kind of like sad, I guess. Um, and I just like want to deep dive it. But like also I have heard that a lot of people that have trauma, like childhood trauma specifically, tend like and I've heard it's like the right amount of trauma. So like if it's too much trauma, they're probably going to have some form of of an addiction that is crippling to their life and then impacting their life very negatively. So uh, an example of that would be like alcoholism or drug addiction, but like just enough trauma where you may have an addiction, but most likely it's to succeeding in life. And so a lot of people with trauma, they try to be um, not necessarily people pleasers, but they want approval from everyone. So they over like are overachievers to show like what I would consider their worth. And I really identify with that. And then like on top of it, um, where was I going with that? Like the overachieving and, oh, uh, we always have to be busy. So, Um, and like if we stop and calm ourselves and this is like in an unhealed state, just as an FYI, in an unhealed state, if you stop and calm, calm yourself and like have time to think, that's when you think about the things that like have happened to you. So I think a lot of people that experience childhood trauma are like busy bodies, go, go, go people where they just don't allow themselves to like ever stop to think about like anything. Um, and like, I would say I definitely operated that way for a very, very long time. And I know I'm like really busy with the podcast and stuff, but I don't feel like I need to be on the go anymore. Like I don't get FOMO. And I think that that FOMO part of me was like stemmed from not ever wanting to be home. Um, and I've like, so it makes me feel good that I've like really healed that part of myself Um, from being go, go, go. And as far as like achieving, I still feel that way slightly, but this is more with the podcast and less with like my career, like in the corporate world. Um, But like, I think I'm more doing it for me, but like, I don't know, I guess just kind of like breaking it down. It's like the things that have been said to me recently is like, oh, I'm like surprised like after a year you're still doing that because it is a lot of work. (laughs) 
like I know I've talked about this endlessly, but it is so much work. And I was like, oh, like why, like why are you surprised? And like they didn't really kind of like brushed it off, but like I don't know, I kind of was reading between the lines, and it's almost like oh, like it's not popping off the way one would hope. Like I still have listeners, and all of that stuff, but like, I'm not monetizing it at this point. And so, um, like I could, I just want to say like, I could monetize it, but I'm just not where I wanted to be to start monetizing. So I'm just kind of like figuring out like what to do with that specifically, but it just almost seems like they, in their minds, they don't view this as a success. And now they're surprised that I'm continuously doing it. And it's just crazy to me because it's like, oh, I have been endlessly talking about like starting my own podcast for like three years. And you're shocked that I'm still doing a podcast after like putting in all of this work. And it brings me so much joy and happiness. Okay. Um, weird. And so I literally, and like, this is not to be like cocky or anything, but I literally said to this person, I was like, when have you ever known me to fail at anything? And they paused and I paused and they didn't say anything. I was like, no, seriously, like, tell me. Like I work my ass off to make things work out for myself. So please tell me, when have I failed? And they were like, I guess never. And I was like, so why are you shocked that I'm still doing it? <laughs> like, on top of, like, it making, like, it's it's been a passion of mine. Like, I enjoy doing it. Like, sometimes do I, you know, love editing endlessly? Not particularly. I do love talking. I love talking to people. I love producing the clips. Um, that's really thrilling to me. The editing piece, some, like once I'm in it, I do really like it, but it's just like sitting down to do it. It does take a lot of time and it takes away from other things. Um, speaking of like dating, you know, trying to date and luckily like people have been understanding. I understand that you have to take the time to a work your job then do your podcast job and you have family and friends um so I've been like really fortunate that like people have been very like relaxadaisical about it but you know like I like I was thinking the other day it could be an issue for some people like tonight I'm literally here by myself which like eventually I hope like someone I'm dating would want to come on so like the days where I'm solo they could just talk about Taylor Swift with me with me you know and that could be like a little date night but like it it does take time like I like couldn't do anything else tonight you know because of it so um and I love it and so I don't know like I'm going off now on a tangent but um so like that was said to me um and then Another person said to me, and this wasn't necessarily about the podcast, but um, my sister and I, like, obviously has have always been um, compared. I think it's natural, especially maybe in my parents' generation, to compare two girls. Um, women are compared all the time anyways. 
our bodies are compared, you know, how successful we're, how successful we are. We're always being compared, um, whether like it's in like the music industry or in the corporate world, we're being compared to each other. Um, we're, Oh, shit, I was just going to have another example or something. I don't know. Sorry. I feel like my brain isn't working well right now. Um, but like we we all are constantly being compared. And so I think it's natural to have two girls that look semi-similar. You know, like we're both like 5'2", brown hair. Um, in my opinion, we're very different outside of those characteristics. But, you know, to each their own. Um And so I think it is pretty easy to compare the two. So like, and honestly, like this is not to shit on my sister at all by any means, because like if I sit here to think about it, I'm sure like she's been compared to me in different ways. Like we just bring different things to the table. So like the example that like I was always compared to, like even from like a young child was like she was always really fucking book smart. And I am more street smart, I guess, which she is too. Like, I'm not saying she doesn't have common sense because she does, but just like navigating to like Nashville, she could never, but I bring that to the table. I'm determined and I will get us there safely. You know what I mean? Like, but put me down to take a road test like the actual written road test, like she would probably pass it with flying colors and I would epically fail. And yet I would get us to Nashville safer than probably she would. Um, And those are just like two great examples of how you can compare us, but we're just different and we have different skills and the skills that she has is just as much what we would need in this world as what I have, but they're just very different skills. And I think like on top of like having the go-getter mentality and um, seeking approval from like the childhood trauma, I also had that comparison where everyone was saying how smart Jessica always was. So um, since I'm fucking stubborn and determined, I graduated with academic honors because I had to prove that I was of same value and I and I don't want to say like Jess if you're listening (laughs) and anyone like that's not my sister didn't put that on me it wasn't her it was others um the parentals um so yeah it's like and it, it like school came very easy to her and it just didn't come easy to me but that's okay you know like I'm fine like I now know that that's that's cool girl you get your good grades I got academic honors too. I was smart. I just had to work a lot harder at it. But if you think about it, it's my tenacity and my drive and my determination that makes me a really good worker, whether it's in podcasting or in the corporate world. And there was a comment recently made to me that um, someone said, if my sister put her effort into the corporate world like I did, she would be making way more money than me and being way more successful. And I literally was like, fuck off. Like that came out of my mouth flying out of my fucking mouth because it's like, 
here's the thing. If Jessica, no offense, is so smart, she would be doing that. Like I wanted to be a teacher too. I wanted to be a special needs teacher. Both of us have that nurturing side to us. But I decided that that wasn't the smart thing to do. And granted, when Jessica went into teaching, it was a totally different ball game. You would get more money for being for getting your master's degree, which she doesn't have, but it wouldn't do her any good anyways, which I think is smart. So I do get that piece. So I was privy to that prior to it, you know, but um, our brains just work differently. I am motivated by money and I decided that in the long scheme of my life, in order to be, for me to be successful, I would get a business degree. And so that that happened. And I just was like, I go, all right, like, and the person that said this quickly realized that they offended me because as like anyone would be like, how, how could you say that and not think I wouldn't be offended? And it's just, I don't know. It's just like, also it's like, again, like Jessica has more lazy girl energy and that's not offensive to her. Like she just doesn't have the drive that I do for certain things. You know what I mean? And that's okay. We need different people in this world. She brings a lot of other great things to this world. I, however, will make things work and haven't ever filled at anything. And I just was mind blown. And I literally, and of course, my unhealed self was like, you don't even know how much I make. Like, you have no idea. And I think you would be like really shocked. Like, I was just like ready to spit off my salary. And they eventually asked me and what their guess was lower than what I make. And that doesn't even matter. Like, just like the fact that like someone would like say that to my face or not. I mean, it wasn't to me. It was to my sister, but she was right here in front of me. I just was baffled and it just kind of like brought up these old wounds of where I felt like we were always like I essentially kind of felt like everyone thought I was stupid and I hate it I don't ever want anyone to act like I'm stupid and I'm successful I am like I can say that without being cocky like I'm successful and I always take care of myself and like I don't know like I it's like on one hand, do I need my like my parents to acknowledge that? No, like my mom definitely says she's like really proud of my success. So like I don't want to act like that's not a thing that happens because it is. But it's like we do want our parents' approval. I think that's just a innate thing that happens. And it just kind of sucks that that was said. And I just hate that so much. And it gave me the ick so bad. And um. I think they tried like redeeming themselves like I, so like I know that they know that they fucked up but like maybe and I'm sorry would have been nice like oh like I didn't mean to offend you or I didn't mean that to come off rude like I just think like if Jessica was in the business world she would be making more money but like maybe just don't compare like oh you're act like like what <laughs> and also you don't know that like I work like with systems and IT and her brain isn't good at that stuff. And there is, there can be a lot of money in IT. And like, also it's like, why does the salary matter? Why are we comparing salaries? Like, oh, the whole thing just like 
didn't sit well with me. And then I just like found myself like trying to be like, almost bring my sister down. Like that's kind of like where I wanted to gravitate towards. And then I like tried really hard, like hard, like pulling that back because I don't need to bring her down just because he's bringing me down in comparison. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel good. And like, I like really like thought about it later and I was like, ew, I hate kind of how I reacted in that moment. Um, and then also another person who like, I just don't get it. Like, here's the thing. I think everyone that like listens to the podcast knows, like I could talk about this endlessly. I really could. Um, I have to, again, force myself not to, but like the people around me, like my family members, like they just like forget that I have this and like they don't ask me how it's going and I just like think it's weird like my 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 actual friends they ask but like people that I'm more acquaintances with like they don't ask and it's like is it like this weird off-limits thing because I talk about like deep topics I don't care I would literally talk about it and so like one of my other like relatives was like like I brought up the podcast for something or other because someone had asked me a question that was like in this conversation. And also just, she's like totally passed out and like dreaming or something. So I don't know if you're seeing this, but she's like being so cute. <laughs> I'm talking about Murphy for those that are just listening. Um, But anyways, though, um, they were, they finally like asked me like, oh, so like, what's like your prep for it? Like, what's your schedule? Like, like, how do you, how do you do it? So like, I was just like giving them the lowdown of my process. And then obviously like everyone knows that I edit the podcast. Like I don't have a producer, like, duh. And they're like, oh, you, you edit too? And I was like, yeah, like first bitch, like show me who's doing it, <laughs> please it's just your girl <laughs> and um they their reply to that was which I know again this was not to be offensive but they were like oh that skill could be very transferable elsewhere meaning like I could go to a corporate company and be a producer or editor of sorts in that manner. And I have thought about that where instead of doing my corporate job, I could potentially be a producer on a different podcast while doing my own podcast. And then the producers sometimes talk and then that could promote this podcast and et cetera and from so on from there and then beef up this podcast and then eventually just do this on my own. Um, thought about that. And that wasn't really where they were going. And um, she made it very clear that that wasn't what she meant. She's like, oh, yeah, no. Um, but also, like, at the roots of what that was saying to me, in my mind, my interpretation of it is that this will not be successful. Like, you will have to do a different job. And again, um, I don't want that to happen. I want this. I want it. I, this is it. This is plan A for me um, at this point in my life, and I'm just going to keep working at it. And so without all that being said, I just, I hate, like, I never want to do something for other people. So, like, I don't want to do this to prove them wrong. I just, I'm 
like I thought about this like a lot like over the last couple of weeks and then especially after this weekend like I'm doing this for me like this has been for me since day one this has been a dream of mine and I'm working at making it happen I am determined but also it will feel really fucking nice when I prove people wrong and that's all I gotta say about it and like I, <laughs> I'm not trying to be petty but there's like a list of certain people that I know really didn't support me through it and if I become successful with it because there can be like a lot of money in it and a lot of I don't know I feel like once people get like notoriety like their whole attitudes towards you allegedly because I've never had it happen allegedly what I have heard from pot other podcasters once you get some form of no notoriety like people kind of come out of the woodworks or like treat you differently and act like they never said those terrible things about you and like didn't support you it's like literally just put it on in the background you don't even have to listen to it just let it play you know what I mean get it into the algorithm let like YouTube and Spotify and Apple show that people are showing interest rate it like my stuff like it's so easy and it's just like like family members like aren't even doing that and like that's like ridiculous in my opinion <laughs> but um as everyone has heard on the ope podcast um you know i am no stranger to um I don't want to say trauma because I wouldn't call this trauma just like I don't even want to call it abusive but you guys just know that I've been through some shit and that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> um with that being said I am not going to do an ope story because I feel like that was maybe just an ope story like ope your family isn't supporting you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so sorry from having this go from a high high with Taylor Swift to a lower low, but I don't feel like it does make me sad and like it like saddens my heart, but like I'm not like depressed about it or anything. I just wanted to talk about it in case anyone else felt that way because um, I know like not all parents are like 100% supporters. Like there are parents out there that suck. And ugh, I don't want to say that because my mom does not suck. It just sometimes I think she might be in her unhealed state, I guess you could say. Um, so, you know, and like and same with my dad. Like, how can I ask them to show up for me in ways that I need when they're not showing up for themselves? And, um, you know, you have to love yourself to love others. And I have a lot of empathy towards them. And you're, I kind of understand where it comes from, but it doesn't hurt any less. And so that's why I want to talk about it. Um, so, yeah. So I guess if your parents support you, um, you know, it was just Father's Day. And obviously it was just Mother's Day not too long before that. Like, give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Tell them thank you. And, like, if anything, like, I hope this was, like, actually, like, a good reminder that, like, because I think something sometimes – when people do things for you that just seem normal, it can go unnoticed and you, you're, you, you lose in the appreciation. Like 
I want to say like people probably treat their mothers probably the worst in this world because they feel the most comfortable with her because it's just a natural thing. Like the mom is supposed to nurture you. Um, and I like watch this video on it. There's like some logic behind it that I'm not going to go into right now, but, um, and like your partner and like your siblings, like your sister, like you can fight with them the most and be your most mean to those people, but it's because you love them the most. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say. I'm like, I feel like I'm going on a tangent and I'm about to lose my thoughts. So <laughs> I am going to stop there. Um, so with that being said, rate and review the podcast, add comments on, on YouTube. If you have anything to add, like it, subscribe to it. I don't know, share it, whatever. Um, do all the things, leave a comment on Apple or Spotify. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Abby McCarville and you can follow the Oat Pod. Oh.